Sam Roberts, uh, with an end of season podcast, a little bit of a, a moment for you uh, people who have been you know, waiting to hear from, from the maestro, as it were, the man at the top on a podcast. Delighted to be joined by Mike Rea. Uh, Mike, it must be uh, at the end of it all. We talk uh, post the, the, the cup final. Uh, you're probably demob happy, uh, looking forward to heading into the summer. But looking back on it all, um, is this a, has this been a, a good season? Is this a season that you're, you're proud of, uh, of, of for the Blues? Yeah, for sure. And um, <clears throat> however disappointing it was on uh, on uh, Saturday, and the gloss has been taken off it somewhat over the last couple of weeks. And when I look back, um, you know, the effort and um, commitment I've had off uh, the players this year, and uh, and the backroom staff, uh, and all of the club really has been has been as good as any year that I've had at the club. And um, you know, pretty proud to have. Um, been in charge of that bunch this year because I thought they give a lot to the club and uh, um, in actual fact I probably wish the season kept going you know we're in a good place at this moment in time I think you know the lads are enjoying themselves they're enjoying each other's company they're enjoying the style of play we've achieved towards the latter end and um, you know perhaps um, we could have done with a few more weeks which is bizarre to say because we've played 37 games but um, you know you get to a stage in a season where you know, things come together and, uh, you know, if it weren't for the rain potentially on the weekend, um, I'm sure we'd have we've, we'd have done a lot better than that final and um, um, just just a, a little bit bittersweet really that um, uh, we didn't quite uh, get, finish with a bit of silverware. I'm going to take you back right to the beginning of the season, if you like. Uh, a couple of pre-season games that I thought we looked very positive. How, how much in your mind... Did you feel that we were going to have the season that we that we had? Did you did you think it was going to be it was good? Did you think right back then in August? And we did start in August. I think we did. Um, way back then, was it was it a case of yeah, this, this this could be quite exciting? Well, I think our performance against Northampton suggested there was um, um, some big performances in us. I think we had a, a reality check against Saracens, and then you know even more so down in Roslyn Park. And and, it, and you never know. You just you just don't know. I mean. Um, you never know what other sides have done, um, how their recruitment's gone, how their pre-season preparations have gone. All you can sort of um, look at is yourselves, and 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 it, and it always is the case. You, you you tend to work and build through the season, and then you evolve in, in, into hopefully um, a good side, uh, and more so this day, uh, these days in 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 the playoffs, um, ready to go. You know, I think um, everyone understands and, and know now that. Um, it, it's it's maybe not as important to um, to be hitting your straps in September and October. It's it it's um, really you need to be hitting your straps in um, March and April and and probably um, you know we we had such a good start um, put us in a in a good uh, good situation to, to kick on and um, um, maybe maybe not so much um, in the playoffs. It's probably a, uh, the really disappointing aspect of this season, our our form at home in the playoffs w- w- wasn't good enough, um, and um, maybe that's a result of uh, the standard in the championship going up. You know, so I don't think it's too much for us to learn. Having said that, because um, we tried to plan as best we could. You know, we had an unbelievable first part of the season um, where we finished second to Worcester, and we were making seven or eight changes each week. So we kind of tried thought we managed the guys quite well but when it came down to it um, it wasn't the case and it denied us the opportunity to have a home semi-final um, 
But having said that, you know, the the weather in April was great and, and, and it showed how good we can be and uh, and particularly when we went to Worcester, I thought we um we we probably played as good as we we could have um on any given day and uh but for a couple of decisions, um could have gone our way. Is that the highest point of the season as you look back on it as a whole, that, that game against Worcester? I think in terms of performance, but um I think we're a bit more than that as a club, and um, personally, my 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 most um, favourite performance of the season and um, favourite day of the season was Boxing Day. Um, you know, there was two hundred and fifty people on that pitch, um, clear, clearing four or five inches of snow, <clears throat> and um, we, we actually we turned in a decent performance that day to beat a good Bristol side. So that, that was probably the. The thing that epitomises better rugby club at this moment in time, and um, um, you know that that memory will stick in my my mind for a long, long time. On the flip side of that, you mentioned there the playoff form. Was that that, or I remember speaking to you after the the Worcester game and the, and the uh, the fact that we'd been we'd been nilled by Worcester, and I know you were you were hurting after that. Was that perhaps the the, the lowest point of the season? Yeah, I mean, Cornish Palace away and Worcester away were tough to take at that stage, but in the scheme of things, it didn't it didn't really matter as much as when it came to playoffs. And I think, you know, Cornish Palace, they're a good side and, and that performance second half probably was, was disappointed, but none more so when we lost to Doncaster at home. I think if we'd have beaten Doncaster at home with a bonus point, we'd have had every shout of um, of having a home court, uh, sorry, semi-final and uh, that could have been all the difference between us making... Mm-hmm. Um, you know the next stage of the of the championship, but it it wasn't to be, and out of adversity really, and that's what these guys have have showed a huge you know bucketfuls of uh, of um, uh, desire to to bounce back, and um, you know I thought we went to Pirates, I thought we we performed really well, and, and didn't didn't get our just desserts down there, and ever since since that um, our performance levels seemed to go up and up and up. We finished with a big win against Rotherham, and then. Um, you know, forming a British and Irish Cup and then and then Worcester away um, has has left me with um, you know with a real confidence looking forward to next year. Actually, you know, if I'm honest, this time last year after losing to Exeter heavily in the semi final, I wasn't sure where we were going. I really didn't didn't know because it was such a heavy loss and 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 really didn't um, put a closure on that season satisfactorily. At least at least the last couple of weeks, you know, we knew we were going to finish at the cup final. Um, albeit we we didn't win, um, you know there was enough to suggest to me there that that you know the way we played at times, um, you know we, we're a good side. You know I, I take nothing away from Bristol. You know I thought they played the condition, conditions better than us. We we made you know more errors than they did, and ultimately that that that, that cost us the game. Um, but I thought in terms of performance, it wasn't that bad. We just made error in what was horrendous conditions, and. You know, sometimes that happens in rugby, um, but at least we're able to put a bit of closure on it, and um, you know, walk away knowing I think everybody has given everything to this club over the last um, ten months. I mean, it's been an unbelievably long season, and uh, I think everyone can hold their heads up high from Jerry the cleaner to Jeff the chairman. I think. Um, you know what people do at this club is is immense, and uh, and um, you know everything needs to take a you know a step back and 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 um, understand that uh, you know we got a club here and a town here to be proud of, and um, 
we're going to build enough for next year and hopefully you know strengthen the squad where we feel fit and um, look forward again to a to another interesting season next year. An interesting part of this season has been the developing relationship with Saracens. How do you think that has gone? Uh, looking back at it, oh, I, I can't speak highly enough of it. I mean, just when we were we were struggling for a few second rows and back rows injury, that you know George Cruz came fit and they couldn't they, you know they couldn't wait to send him along to us and, and help us out. And George was fantastic over the last few games, uh, and we've seen the emergence of Jake Sharp as well. I think um, Jake's been immense for a nineteen-year-old. He's come through. He's had it tough this year. Um, he's had a few injuries and you know, he's had to, to earn the respect of the lads the hard way um, and I thought he's come up with it with, with flying colours and, and early on we saw um, <clears throat> uh, Owen Farrell and, and then James Shaw performing admirably for us and then and obviously Jackson Ray who I thought was terrific all season for us so you know it, it's only been positive for us and, and you know we've had conversations with them over the last few weeks um, and months that um Next year, you know, the relationship will get even stronger, and and hopefully, you know, post World Cup, we'll we'll see a from, you know, some more of the country's best best young England players uh, performing for us. Brings me nicely on to players. Who for you has been the surprise package this year? I mean, I know you don't like to single out players, but mm. we're at the end of the season. Perhaps you'd like to shed a light on someone that you perhaps have been most surprised by. There's there's been plenty. You know, there's no doubt about it. You know. Um, but mentioning players in, in, in dispatches, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling, the gut feeling about James Pritchard as captain. And um, I just think he's been magnificent this year. And uh, his, his performance levels have gone through the roof. And, uh, you know, he's he's led the team fantastically well from the front. So he obviously he, he needs to be mentioned in this. And, and, and Paul Tupai, you know, I mean, guy, you know, yeah, what a player! Um, but not not that. What a person! I think he's um, he's led on and off the field in in, in the way he conducts himself. And uh, you know, again, can't speak highly enough of him, especially the last few weeks and months. Um, another another guy who deserves a mention, Alex Ray. I think you know we had a we had a huge problem at seven um, latterly since Leinster, and uh, you know I think he stepped up, and uh, I, th- I think he's he's more than adequately filled that number seven shirt as well. So. I think you know there's there's plenty of plenty of players I could, I could probably go on and on mm-hmm. you know consistency, um, a performance um, Dan Seal up front uh, along with Phil and Mike Howard and you know, there's plenty plenty of guys up front. We, look, we get knocked yearly for our pack of forwards, mm-hmm. but without without them we don't get the ball. And I think the pack has been immense this year and grown in stature and and thankfully thankfully, you know over the last two weeks in them performances on Sky. I think we've got our recognition because I didn't think we got enough recognition before that and uh, because it was always about Pirates, always about Worcester, always about London Welsh and thankfully I think we've, we've earned our reputation a little, a little bit more now and, um, and uh, you know, we all knew it, we all knew it within. Um, I just think it's nice to get a bit of national recognition for a change um, for our pack of forwards and then obviously, we got, you know, our backs have been, been pretty consistent all year. Um, and, and they gelled as a as a, a back line, you know, um, pretty much all the time. So um, it's, it's difficult to pull out any any back, so to speak. Of you know, obviously, wish Marlo um, all the best going to um, to Exton. I think again, the last couple of weeks, I think he's uh, really stepped up to the mark and shown his passion and desire to play for the club and uh, leave it on a on a, on a high note. And uh, it's just a pity we couldn't 
send him away with the silverware. But you know, we wish him best of luck, and hopefully he makes a, a big fist of it down in down in Exeter, and we'll all we'll all keep an eye on on how he how he goes and how he develops. And um, but he's been he's been a great player for us the last two years, and uh, you know, he'd be big shoes to fill. But you know, we we got a few other guys coming in, and and we move on and hopefully develop the next um, generation of Bedford Blues starlets in our backline. What motivates you for next year when you think about next year? And I don't want to ruin your summer holiday by already talking about next year. But what motivates you? Is there a part of you because you have achieved uh, and your team of coaches have achieved a huge amount. And I don't mean as in games won. I mean the way that the club has moved on, the way that the club has um, developed and the consistency that it has had over the last four or five years has been really quite incredible for the resources and for everything that we've, we've got behind the club. But I know how competitive you are and I know that you haven't won a trophy and I know last Saturday would have been very you know difficult to take purely from that point of view. Is that something that you are very, very keen to do here at the Blues? Bring something, let's say, to the trophy cabinet or is that not what motivates you? Well, look, I think... It's it's not all about me. That's 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 the big thing. It you know, um I bring coaches in and players in to be part of Bedford Blues and um you know, of course we're desperate to bring a bit of silverware for the town and for the club and um without a shadow of doubt. But that's that's not easy, you know. Mm. Bounce of the ball, um, over the course of a season, you know, um, playoffs, Doncaster, you know, you name it, it, it doesn't always go your way and you know we finished in second place this year. Um, did it do us any favours compared to the previous season? Possibly, because that three points in the end got us a, mm-hmm. a semi-final, which financially uh, has probably helped us a little bit. But um, all, all you can do from year to year, and, and, and a bit, if I ever get complacent, I, I'll walk away from this place. And um, I have no reason to be complacent at this moment in time. I think you know each year... We'd, we'd be fairly consistent, but there's always the next step. There is always the next step, and we got we came so close this year on two fronts. Um, I think, you know, within this division, you're going to get a high turnover player at times. We, we haven't done that for a while. We're probably going to do more than what we've done um, in previous seasons this year, and that excites me. I think the players we're bringing in excite me. Um, I think they can add a bit of value to us. Um, I think it'll make us more determined, having come close this time, um, to have a real crack again next year. And um, you know, we brought in Jamie last year on a fitness front, and I think he's done done really well. Obviously, he he has to step up again, and it's all about getting an extra one percent from everybody. Um, and that's what we keep trying every year. You know, we've had we've had meetings today. Um, you know, moving forward for next year, um, pre-season's already planned um, we, we haven't quite finalised the squad at this moment in time but we're not far away from doing mm-hmm. that um, our, our um, relationship with Salazans is strengthening all the time so again I said earlier we'll, we'll see a few more exciting players come through there and, and that's the challenge every single year you know, we, you know until you know we maybe go full time and look at a fully professional environment we are what we are and, then, and the challenges themselves um Will be harder, um, the you know the more we are in a part-time situation. But you know that's the thing that probably drives us on more than ever is is to, is to now and again step up and give these full-time sides a bloody nose, and um, we enjoy doing that. Um, but what we've managed to succeed in in doing um, over the last few years is be more consistent against sides who are in a similar situation to us, and, and 
you know, we've done a double over a number of sides this year, and that, and that has to be the um, the goal for next year to continue to do that, and then step it up against the um, uh, the full time sides and the sides who are making a go for it. Leeds potentially coming down next year, um, with due respect to obviously Pirates, um, uh, and Worcester in in their current battle for the um, for the championship, um, and I think a lot of sides will target this year or next year rather to. To have a real crack of, of um, trying to get out get out of um, the championship, so it may it may even be harder next year given uh, given that fact. And uh, you know we've got to be prepared for that. Um, and we've always said, you know, who knows if the regulations or the criteria may change. You know, we we can get five and a half thousand people in our ground, and that would be a make for a cracking Premiership um, game. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and whilst that's the case and whilst we, we are competitive up there every single season um, we feel there's hope you know as coaches and as players and you know people accuse us of lack of ambition but you know we do the best we can within the budgets we can um, I don't think I just think that's realistic I don't think that's lacking ambition um, we can only spend what we, could, what we spend and um, you know, and try and get the best out of every single person at the club, and that's not just on the playing side; that's off the playing side. You know, physios work unbelievably hard. Our doctors do it for nothing, which is incredible. Um, and everybody else, you know, behind the bar and 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 um, watering the plants. You know, everybody tries to to do the best they can for the club, and and it and it's, it's a magnificent environment to to work in. And I only try and promote that and. Um, and it's, it's a massive team effort, and, and along with that, continue. I mean, it's it's, it's a good place, um, but we also understand that it doesn't last forever. Nothing lasts forever, and uh, we've got to make sure we keep on top of our game to um, to keep keep ourselves at the you know the top end of that division. Um, the RFU uh, came out with ambitious plans a few years ago about where the championship, where the second tier of, of English rugby football should be headed. Where do you see it at the moment, and and oh. Because there's a lot of mixed messages coming out. I, I, as a fan, and when I talk to fans, we, we're never quite sure what's happening. I mean, there was all this talk about every team should be professional and it should have all of that. I mean, how, how much information do you get from the RFU about that continuing or that continuing to be an aim? Or are you as confused as some of the rest of us? <laughs> well, look, I think I think there's only a certain amount of funding that goes round, and 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 everyone has to work within their own particular budgets. Um, the criteria for getting to the Premiership is is, is pretty unrealistic um, for a lot of sides. You know, if you speak to Exeter, they've had to jump through so many hoops to get in there. And if you, we've all been to their ground and see see how good it was, yet they still had to jump through more hoops to get in there. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of unrealistic. And and you know, we've all everyone knows it's 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 been a thirteen team um, cartel for a number of years. And but you know what we did two weeks ago. Shows it up for what it is, and, and I think it, it it's it's not the right way to go about things. You know, as it happened, it, you know, most people I've spoken to said that was one of the best games of rugby they've ever seen in terms of excitement. Um, but is that right? I don't think so. You know, Worcester should should Worcester be made to be going through that mm. that one-off game um, with with a whole future riding on it? Um, arguably not. Um, but. I think it'll be the same situation for next year. Mm. Um, pretty convinced. That, well, we know it's not going to change in the short term. 
but to be fair, they are a few in the clubs. I think you know there's a genuine um, concern about this current structure, and, and they're trying to move forward with it. And that's all you can do. It it it, it it's kind of evolution, isn't it? And and um, you know, for me, you know, it's not my decision, but a fourteen team second tier would would make so much sense because we get you know your regular games and throw in a cup competition of of sorts, whatever that form mm. takes. Um, you know, we've got enough rugby to be going about. Um, but, um, yeah, look, it's 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 never going to be, at this moment in time, a fully, unless it's properly funded, a fully professional league. It's not, it's just, it's just not sustainable. And, um, you know, so, uh, if a club chooses to be fully professional, that's, that's, that's clearly down to them. But, but, but you know, um, as far as, well, I can see a Bedford Blues at this moment in time. Um, you know, we do pretty well training three nights a week, and uh, I can't see that changing uh, in the short term. Um, but like I said earlier, what we've got to do and what we want to do as coaches, what we want to do as players, is is be in a position every single year. If it just might happen, mm-hmm. we want to make that next step. Um, but then that'll be that'll be down to the to the guys in the boardroom to to do that. But but there's nothing wrong with putting a bit of pressure on them in the meantime. A couple of final points. Um, one about next couple of Wednesday nights and Cornish Pirates and Worcester. Um, come on, put your money where your mouth is. What do you think will happen with that? I mean, as far as uh, results, do you think Worcester have just got too much strength over two legs? You'd have thought they learned the lessons after the the semi final. Um, you know they probably got their monkey off the back in in a sense the the one off game they negotiated against us. Um, <laughs> but but having said that, you know I think they're probably still under a hell of a lot of pressure to go through um, and win the two games. And um, it just depends on which um, the pirates uh, believe mm-hmm. in that in, in that uh, in the first game. Um, I've no doubt. I think the Pirates could probably win the first game, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, it depends. Then uh, I guess on um, on how well Worcester react. But you know, your gut gut feeling, your head and your heart probably tells you um, tell you Worcester are, are strong strong favourites for it. Um, but but um, having left six ways where we did, I think there's still an element of doubt and an element of um, of fear. Uh, in the Worcester camp, and um, you know whether Pirates can capitalise on that because they might put themselves under too much pressure um, in that first first leg to uh, you know to to get a performance if you like. I think they need to be relaxed. That's that's the thing, you know. But I think they will probably put themselves under too much pressure and feel well. We got to win this when it's at home, but you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 whereas they should probably be a bit more relaxed and go out and play and nothing to lose uh, if they get that. They get that in their uh, mindset. I think you know they may go on to cause an upset, certainly in the first leg. Um, but ultimately, um, over two legs, you probably expect Worcester to win. And the other end of the table, uh, a team coming up with a bit of history and uh, and, a, and a local one. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was kind of glad that, that that no one was coming up with with another one of those West Country jaunts that we we have so often in our in our league. But London Scottish back in uh, in, in in the Championship or in the second tier, that'll be nice, won't it? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, um, and they've done remarkably well, haven't they? I mean, when I played at the club, we were playing London Welsh back in the um, in the late nineties, and uh, oh, was great, good under Richmond, and uh, and um, played on there. Um, but they've also got a good supporter base that, that they seem on a sound footing now. And let's not forget they they've come from the lower echelons and have to work their way back mm-hmm. up over ten, twelve years now. And and that's credit to them. Fair play, they re- you know they've really sort of. Um, Dragged the uh, the club back up from from uh, the lower echelons, and uh, I know it was pretty close last weekend uh, with the last minute uh, interception try, but um, they've done it, and uh, we welcome to our division. I think they'll be a fantastic addition, um, and uh, you know, good luck to them, and uh, we look forward to meeting them. I'm gonna let you go, but what does a director of rugby do then in the off season? Does it sort of a lot of Relaxing golf enjoyment. Do you switch off completely, or does it creep in occasionally over the summer? No, no, no. We're, we're still we're still pretty much full on. Um, we've got to, as I said, finalise um, <clears throat> the um, the the squad for next season, and that's that's first and foremost what we need to do. Um, there's a bit of planning around the um, the club dinner and um, bits and bobs around Sasha's sevens. We got to look forward to, so that's that's quite exciting coming up a new event at Golden Road and um, you know overseeing um, pre-season as well um, I know we'll have a coaching debrief over the next week or so uh, we've already done small parts of that um, but we do that every year um, and, and try and improve it, it's difficult to to, to to make wholesale changes because we're, we're kind of simple in, in our approach and how much access we get to the players on a, on a weekly basis but you know we try and try and Get that extra one percent out of everybody um, each year, um, so, so that's quite exciting. Um, pre-season camp is already planned for Jersey next year, and we've also got some games lined up against Saracens at home, um, and uh, one of the club at home, which which, which is penciled in. It's not not finalised mm-hmm. yet, but we're only going for two um, pre-season games this year because I think three is probably too many given the length of our domestic season. So. Uh, no, there's plenty to be going on with. I'll get a short break um, before too long and plenty of golf, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's time to, to recharge your batteries. You know, I think um, the, the the big thing from a from a coaching perspective is um, for all of us in the coaching department is it, it, having a mental break from it. Uh, I think people don't understand what we go through. We, we actually don't get a chance to get out on the pitch and knock a few lumps out of each other. You know, that's a frustrating, frustrating part for us. But, you know, myself and Angie, you know, <laughs> verbally abuse each other through 80 minutes of any, any rugby game, but we don't actually get a release from frustrations, if you like. Um, so that, that's the bit I think is important. You step back and, and digest it a lot and reflect and um, and then move forward. And, and, and that's what we've done quite successfully, actually, the last few years. We've always had a, a big debrief meeting and uh, everyone in the coaching department has a chance to to um, voice their opinions because... Um, as I said before, it's it, it's a collective effort. It's it's never about any one person. It's always about um, you know collective input and um, and that's where we rely on rely on feedback from players and and, and coaches alike and uh, and that's that's the only way you can improve. Um, so yeah, we, we know we individually we'll, we'll look at each other and um, see if we can improve certain parts of um, our organisation and uh, hopefully get even better for next year. Well, on behalf of the Bedford Blues, dare I be their spokesperson, uh, their fans, as it were. You are. Well, you're the voice of Bedford, Sam. 
Thank you very much. Um, on behalf of the fans, uh, to you, remarkable season. Thank you very much. Here's to another remarkable season. I don't know how you're going to make it more remarkable. You tend to have this habit of being able to do it year after year. Something else happens. But well done and enjoy your summer off. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks, Sam.